Hello and welcome to the Banker podcast series, Banking in Transition, where we explore how banking has changed through the COVID-19 pandemic and is adapting for the future. In this series, the Banker's editors are interviewing industry experts from around the world to gather insights and advice on specific challenges, best practices and innovations that can help banks and their customers as we move towards a new normal in banking. I'm Kimberly Long, Asia Editor of the Banker, and today I'm speaking with Lee McDarby, CEO of UK International Payments at MoneyCorp. Thanks for joining me today, Lee. Thanks for having me, Kim. So to start with, can you explain what exactly is an IBAN and how can this help in banking? IBAN is, is, is the shortened version of International Bank Account Number. Um, so basically, it's, it, it is what it says on the tin. It's an international bank account number that is, uh, is perfect for internationally trading uh, SMEs and, 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 and people. So businesses and people that trade internationally, they will use an IBAN to send and receive currencies. So the, the proposition that we actually have at MoneyCut, we have a what we call a, a multi-currency single IBAN solution, which is it's a bit of a mouthful. But basically, what that allows us to do, or what that allows our clients to do, is uh, send and receive in almost 40 currencies using one single reference point. And I think that's the, that's the crucial bit. So uh, in, in the traditional world of retail banking, clients, uh, businesses will have had to set up individual uh, bank accounts for individual currencies uh, and, and make sure that they follow the, the necessary administration to go through that process uh, when sending and receiving uh, payments overseas. What our solution does is it allows uh, a, a single point of reference, which then allows allocation. Um, so if you were to accidentally send in, say, for example, if, if you're using a bank, you accidentally send in dollars to a sterling account, that may then lead to uh, a, a transaction back into sterling, which then leads into, into additional expenses. And we, what we do is we, we will receive the currencies. Uh, we will see which currency comes in. We'll allocate it. And what it does is it, it, it gives businesses control back uh, of of their currencies and of their payments and of their flow of funds. So that's that's what an IBAN is, and that's that's what we have in MoneyCorp, and, and we we have that um, solution powered by MoneyCorp Bank, which we which we roll out to uh, to our clients. And with greater levels of currency and FX volatility being seen during the pandemic, what can be done to adapt to this new operational landscape? There is a lot of uh, volatility, but I think when we when we look back to so we just we just obviously come through Q1 2021. When you look when you look back to Q1 2020, there was there was even greater uh, amounts of volatility. And then when you when you also take it back to uh, EU referendum, um, that the, the the volatility was even greater then. So I think what one thing that clients are kind of more used to now and uh, and they sort of they're, they're definitely more conscious of it is that is that the markets can be vol- very volatile i mean you 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 look back to the period sort of 20, 2007 onwards with uh, with what happened in the credit crunch and, and and i think very much the way businesses uh set themselves up and and and, and function is they will try the best to get as close to their budget rate as they possibly can during the course of the year because as as we know more than you know as as well as we ever have before volatility really can impact that that budget rate and if if you're trading overseas and your you know your 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 budget rate doesn't allow you to 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 make uh, to make money uh, then then you're going to struggle as a business so i think i really do believe that that, that sort of consciousness of of volatility especially what we've seen recently during the, the, the pandemic and, and everything that's happened through Brexit, uh, it means that businesses don't just take things for granted anymore. Um, and I think uh, that higher level of consciousness really sort of um, helps businesses. Um, but also businesses are more 
they're more likely to reach out to, to, to an expert or a specialist now, you know, regardless of the size of the business. Obviously, you know, you've got some huge, huge businesses in the UK that are going to be very well serviced on that front. But, you know, right down into that sort of level of sole trader and, and the smaller end of SMEs, um, they're, they're really looking now for help and assistance when it comes to managing their risk and managing their exposure to the market. We, we you know, we, we, we service 10,000 businesses in the UK. Many more thousands over the over over the world because we've got uh, successful offices in the US. We're we're all around Europe. Um, we've got a bank license in Brazil where we serve clients as well. Um, but in the UK, that ten thousand businesses that we work with every year, they you know they're very time poor, especially now. You know, especially what we've seen uh, with businesses having to use furlough uh, whilst also sort of keeping keeping alive and surviving and thriving. You know, it's not just about staying alive; it's about actually thriving and how you how you kick your business forward. Um, they're, they're much more likely to, to, to refer to an expert and, and to speak to a specialist when it comes to um, to, to nav- navigating the choppy waters that, that, that we've got right now. And, and you've got the dual effect of, of Brexit and COVID. Um, I've just literally just come off another webinar about trade uh, with, with members of the uh, Road Haulage Association, uh, British Chamber of, of Commerce, uh, Logistics UK were on there and, and, and the esteemed panel at the end and myself all agreed that... Um, we're not we're nowhere near out of the woods yet when it comes to the 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 logistical impact of um of, of brexit and, and COVID and the knock-on effect that's going to have onto smes to answer your question businesses need to be looking at the technology that's out, out there people need to uh, businesses need to be looking at the tools available and the, and the products that that are on offer uh, and they need to be speaking to specialists and experts to to help them to navigate the um the, the volatility that we see right now and 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 take that and hopefully take that uh, away and, and, and temper that within their business to allow them to thrive. Like you said already there, there's been such an impact to trade really because of Brexit and because of everything that's happened with COVID really come together as like a, a real double hit. So what can be done really to, to boost trade and what is needed by, by the SMEs and e-commerce platforms to be able to thrive in this really difficult environment? Uh, resilience. Definitely resilient. Um, I think you know b- b- businesses. Uh, businesses have got a lot thicker skin through this process. Uh, businesses are much more aware of the potential uh, traps and pitfalls. Um, and and you know that 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 network, as I say, of of, of specialists and experts that, that are out there to be utilised by by SMEs and by sole traders and and, and platforms. Um, are, are becoming more and more important than ever. You know, that's definitely not to take anything away from, from the bigger banks. The big banks we work with very well. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're part of that network. Um, but we definitely see ourselves more in that niche specialist space of specifically trying to help out SMEs um, and, and such, such, such like who are, um, are really trying to navigate through, um, through, through very uncertain times right now. And we are, we are there, to, uh, we're there to be a partner. That's what we're there for ultimately you know we're there to lean on for assistance uh to offer offer our technology to offer a human element as well i think that's something that we're definitely keen to do and not not afraid to do and, and when i say uh, say human i mean that kind of ties into people to a certain extent but 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 more so the the levels of service the levels of relationship and how we sort of we make that part of our, our processes we make that part of our rules of engagement you know we we are a we are a very high level service business um, and, and there's, a, there's a lot of what we do which is built on relationship, but there's no point in having that unless you can underpin that uh, with, with, a, with a strong technology platform. So that, that strong technology platform uh, is there to, to support SMEs. 
And I think that that's all again underpinned by by trust. We want to ensure that businesses are there to to trust us uh, when it comes to being experts in in the, in the world of international payments. We're you know we're, we're there to be leaned on. We're there to to almost be part, become part of the business when when businesses you know they need to turn and use our platform. We've developed some great APIs which we're going to be uh, launching soon, which are going to plug into businesses' accounting systems. You know it just takes away that extra layer of you look at you look at an SME, and I speak to I speak to owners of businesses, I speak to financial directors, CFOs all the time. Um, they are time poor. Uh, they're super passionate about the business. That's one thing that always comes through whenever you speak to anyone who owns a business or is involved in a business at a high level. We're there to be a sort of a trusted uh, part of their panel um, when it comes to helping that they they thrive. Um, when it comes to boosting trade as well, you know what. Our partnership network is deep, and, and and I've been given this a lot of thought recently. You know, we we also exist there to be a to be a central platform of introductions. If someone's got a, if if someone who we deal with has got a, an issue with um, you know with with customs, for example, we'll introduce them to the British Chamber of Commerce and get them get them some help over there. If someone uh, is 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 looking uh, for for a solution when it comes to financing, we've got solutions where we can refer people. Uh, into getting a financing solution. So, you know, we remain very specialist, very niche, but at the same time, our future direction definitely lies in how we can, you know, be that specialist bank of choice uh, for businesses going forward. Hey, that's great, Lee. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Kim. Absolute pleasure to speak to you today. And you can keep up to date by subscribing to our weekly podcasts on iTunes, Spotify and Acast and follow our discussions at thebanker.com slash podcasts. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc.